the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Tuesday here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Man, this is like getting together a long, long reunion time here. Lori Lee is here in the studio. You know Lori, she's been on my show uh, 20 years. 20 years. Yeah. Trace Strategies now. Yeah. You started off doing what Missy's doing, who's sitting in the studio as well, fighting about books in the in the school library. And then we've got Heather Beach here, who's got an announcement to make Good morning. <laughs> uh, during the show today as well. Uh, Elizabeth wanted me to tell everybody she'll be back next week. She promises. She'll, but she's billed. I don't pay Elizabeth anything. Elizabeth just likes working and helping the Dave Ellswick show. And she's building a website, not for me, but she's doing some business. And so... Uh, you know, she's making some money, and I don't have any problem with that at all. I'm all about making money. So she's doing that right now. She'll be back next week and join us. So we look forward to having – you know Elizabeth, don't you? I do. Okay. You know, she's, she's been as as uh, active as you have, you That's know, just from, you know, being on to the uh, – on the social media. All right. Well, let's get started. Lori, I asked you here today because Missy is fighting – uh, the superintendent and the library in Cabot. Yes. At Cabot High School. You fought Fayetteville. It's not changed. I'm, I'm sorry to say it's not changed. Same thing's going on. The, the, one of the challenges with reform in education is that, you know, parent, parents start getting engaged. They start, they start advocating for their kid, and it takes so long by the time – they get to the point where there would be change implemented, their kid's done with school. And so it has to start all over again with a with another parent. And so what uh, what I've been really focused on, Dave, the last couple of years, um, and we were kind of uh, sidelined by the COVID, is building community of parents who want to engage for their kids at school. Because school districts can dismiss one parent. They can right. marginalize a couple of parents. But when you get a dozen or more parents together in a particular district that that are intent on making change, um, then then it's really hard for them to dismiss that. And, you it, know, this is the time to do this because more and more parents now are seeing basically what's happening in the school system and the whole mama bear thing. Right. And I heard I heard somebody say this morning on Fox, I checking up Fox, see what they were talking about, and they were talking about this issue. And they said uh, Papa Bears, too, you know. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. There's papa right. bears out there as well, and they're all fighting for their kids. And it's amazing, uh, Missy, just, just so you'll know, you're not the only one out there fighting this right. exact issue we're talking about. There was one mother that was on there talking about some books, oh, and yeah. uh, she was saying that there are books in school libraries now that deal with pedophilia and they and they deal with incest as well. That's the book yes. that we just found, yep. And so a mom had come on, you know, she went to her school board, I think it was in Iowa, and they had posted on Facebook, and she said, I was here last school boarding, board talking about how, you know, these aunt, or these racist books were being allowed in the school. She's like, but I'm not here to talk about that one today. And she starts to read verbatim from All Boys Aren't Blue, and I couldn't even finish. In one chat, in one page, it talks about an older male cousin molesting his younger cousin or taking advantage of him and the step-by-step acts of what they did together down to what their body parts look like while, right. while touching each other and how they did it. And so I have been searching on the online catalog for these books. And I mean, we have over 200 books that need to go through. And my problem is I am not going to fight one by one. They need to have a list of uh, a standard for these books because it is not up to the parents to go read them and make sure that they are kosher and age appropriate. According to our standards is what our media and library policy says. It has to be age appropriate and none of these are age appropriate. And if they, if they want to have sexually explicit books, they have to separate them and say, this is for the 18 and plus year olds. Well, we're hearing, I'm hearing, I'm, I'm swear, to, I swear to God, I'm hearing the exact same story all over again, Lori. It's, it's true. Here's, here's the thing is that it, there needs to be a, a rating system. And, and, and my thing was always, if you want your kids to read that kind of tribe, I, I don't got a problem with that. They're your kids. I don't think it's right. I, you know, I raised my kids with a biblical worldview. And so that's, that's what I wanted to do. And, but that was my right. So, so there's these, there's these lines of just making sure that in America, if you want your kids raised this way, you should be able to do it. And if you want your kids raised this way and, and the in the school shouldn't circumvent either way. Exactly. So, so there, in my opinion, which is worth about what everybody's paying to hear it, um, it's, it, it should there should be a rating system and, and parents should be able to guard their kids against things that they feel are explicit or are, you know, against their values. And unfortunately, for whatever reason, literature is a protected class. I mean, we rate movies, we rate video games, we rate, you know, music even now. Um, but for some reason, they don't want to rate literature. Now, don't I think I've heard you say that there are some publishers that do rate the books. They so what I had to find up find out was, you know, these are being marketed as young adult. And I'm like, okay, what's a young adult? To me that's like fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. An adult is eighteen, right? Right. But they said the age range is twelve to fifteen now for young adult. Well that's not even a teenager. No, you for some of them. So what I was having a problem with and if you look at the policy for the school system itself the curriculum has to follow a standard and the supplementary books that they add into the classroom has to follow a standard. How is the library not 
fall into that as supplementary, you know, curriculum. Logical question. Mm -hmm. But there's no logical answer. That's right. There is none. (laughs) Um, Not for the left. Yeah. Well, and well, I mean, there's people on the the other side too, Dave, that would have books in there that you don't want your kids reading. I mean, it's just again, it it should be an individualized um, freedom, and and there should be a way for parents to be able to know what their kids are reading. I mean, you know, I I started this 20 years ago, just I exactly. I mean, same exact thing, and it it was always look. Can you just help me? be able to understand what what is here i mean you know when your kids they have sex ed class at school i didn't want my kids taking that particular um uh the way they taught it i didn't know sex ed used to be oh geez what do you yeah we found questions on our sex ed classes that a parent snapped or a child snapped a picture and said mom (laughs) look at the question they asked me yeah it's it's crazy but but if, I, if I'm just going to cut to the chase, Dave. Yeah, go ahead. So one of the answers to all this is just to, to allow parents to be able to put their kids in a school that best fits that that family's need, whether that's you know their their local public school, uh, whether it's a private school, charter school, homeschool. You know, families should be able to make those decisions based right. on what and at different ages. You know, in my family. We went to public school for a little while. We homeschooled for a little while. My oldest daughter went to a charter school. We went to private schools, and, and there were different seasons. And you know, I only have two kids, uh, but but at different times, they were in different places based on the need that that child had at that time. And I think we really do a disservice to our communities uh, when we force, uh, especially lower income families, into a box. Uh, of this is what you get because you don't have right. the money or the influence. Let's let's be real honest. Right. In the state of Arkansas, if you know a lot of people, you can get as much done as if you have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, let, let's 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 allow families to start having standing and and partnership in the education um, arena, so that they can make sure their kids are getting served. Now, you know, the argument from a, a lot of people. Is that, you know, all families won't do that. You know, there'll be parents that won't engage. There'll be parents that, you know, you're only going to leave the, you know, the poor bad kids at the school. Well, that's just inaccurate. I mean, in Florida and Arizona and Indiana, where they have these massive uh, school choice programs, uh, tens of thousands of kids uh, are are using school choice in states that, you know, have millions and millions of kids. Um, that's never happened. There's never been a public school closed. There's never been, you know, the, a school where, you know, it, it has only, if you look at the scoring in Florida, it has only made their outcomes for their public schools be greater because all the dissatisfied customers left. And, and so it, it makes you think about why in the world, and, and I know this about teachers, and if you're a teacher and you're listening, you, I, I, it's sad the conundrum you're in because you know that children need choice but you're afraid to speak out because your superintendent's going to hand you your head and so these superintendents across the state just a pink slip yeah just a pink slip (laughs) but but when we poll teachers and and we do annually um public school teachers uh something like 75 80 percent of teachers understand and know that families need more options because at the end of the day in the classroom you know, you, you got a teacher who's trying to teach little Johnny, and little Johnny is a circle, and her classroom's square, and she's got 25 kids. Yep. And so you can't put 25 kids in the same box. Right. 
And so allowing Johnny to either, you know, be, have some kind of supplement or go to a different school uh, it improves the entire community, the right. entire education system, because now she's not having to deal with Johnny, who who's square or I forgot Circle. if he was round. Who's um, disrupting the class because or, of it. Yeah. Or, just or doesn't just, learn that just way. Just doesn't learn that way, you know. And so uh, that's, the, that's the very sad part about the, the issue of school choice is that all, everybody but the superintendents and the, and the uber left and the teachers union are for it. And so why the legislature across this country continue to bow down to those entities is beyond my ability to grasp. If they don't bite, bow down, as, as they, we've been seeing now in Virginia and some other states, uh, Florida is a good example of this, is that we've seen real change. Huge. That's right. Yeah. Real Kentucky. change can occur. And we'll talk more about that as we continue here on the Dave Ellswick Show. I want to remind you about East End Towing. Uh, if you find yourself on the side of the road and you're stuck there and maybe you're towing your boat or maybe you're towing your uh, camper and you're like going, oh, my God, what do I do now? Uh, call East End Towing. They know no matter what the situation they can handle it. They've got the answers, and all you got to call is 501-888-8849. That's 501-888-8849. Put that in your phone. That way, if you've locked your keys in your car, you can still, you know, call them. Now, I can't help you if you've locked your phone in the car, all right? Just letting you know. Uh, but bottom line, they can help you on all this stuff, like... Private property tows. How did how did they work that out? How do you got to how do you make sure it gets to the place where you want your car to be fixed at and not some impound lot? East End Towing can answer all those questions for you. The number again five zero one eight 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 eighty eight forty nine. All right. Before we go back and continue talking about the subject that we're talking about, which is school choice, uh, some of these books that are in. You know, high schools and junior high schools, not only in Cabot, but across the state of Arkansas. I want to talk a little bit with Heather. Heather, you got an announcement to make. I do, I do. I am running in the new District 75, which okay. is the 32, uh, District 32-34 as a state representative, which is West Little Rock. So I am running in that area. Woo-hoo. I'm very excited. And I'm running against a Democrat, Ashley Hudson. Okay, so... What can you kind of give us the lines? I mean, I know that they just changed all the districts. Can you kind of tell us right um, where your district is? So, like I said, it was thirty-two and thirty-four, which uh, is off of Canis Road all the way, pretty much to Pleasant Valley. It's the okay. very first part of of West Little Rock, right when you cross over four thirty. Okay, as you're going up Chanel. Right. right. Okay. Great. Yep. All right. Yeah, <laughs> I'm proud of you. Thank you, yes. thank you. Really, yeah. and people who run, people who get into the mm-hmm. arena, I'm very pr- proud of because she knows she she got a father who stays involved, right? And uh, can be kind of it can be kind of crazy for him at times, but a lot <laughs> a lot of people decide to run for office and do not know what they're really getting into, right? right. Yeah, I'm already learning that. And how cut, <laughs> and how cutthroat yes, it, is. it can be, yeah. you know, as far as that. And how many friends you can lose and right. gain in one day. Right, right. <laughs> it happens. Right. It ha- I'm even thinking about next year. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm thinking about running for school board. should do it. Yes. That's what it's I'm thinking about that's doing. That's where all the we need you at the right. local yeah. level. Yeah. And be talking about that. Well, I'm. you know me, Lori, well enough that you know I always talk 
local politics because that's where change really happens. happens. Absolutely. All right. And it it's going to affect your children and your family more if you get involved on a local level mm-hmm. than it ever does. I mean, I understand that people want to, you know, maybe aspire to be a congressman or a senator or whatever. But let me remind you, there's 400, what is it, 35? 435. Up in uh, in the House. So you got four votes of 435. You got two votes of 100. I can do a whole lot more if I'm one vote of 135 or one vote of, what right. is it, 35? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, can, I can do more right. there and then... You know, school board meetings, and I can cause them all kinds of heart. More right. money spent on the local level than any other level in a state. Yeah, yep. yep. there's with more you. power there, and, yep. and the change is easier. But, but you know why people don't like doing politics on the local level? Because the, you don't get as much swag out of it. Uh, well, that may be one <laughs> well. reason. But another, but another reason is because it, it's tough to go against people that you go to church with. Yeah. It's tough to go to against people that you live next door to. And it's tough to go against people that you not me not me (laughs) but but most people don't like to engage on that that personal level personal local level because they these are their friends and neighbors right i mean we see this in the legislature all the time you know people that take votes and and you know they know how they should vote or what's the right Mm -hmm. thing for the people of arkansas and they don't do that i mean i'm going to take it back to school choice uh, you know, we've got 86,000 employees of the Department of Education in Arkansas. So everyone in the state is related to somehow a teacher or somebody that mm-hmm. is uh, employed by the by the state. And so w- when you have that kind of dynamic and and the superintendents, which are the, the trusted voice in education, don't ask me Mm-mm. why, yeah, right. but they send out an email that says, you know, hey, if this bill passes, you're going to lose, lose your, job. your job. Then, you know, the teachers that that's that, 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 you know, I had this discussion last night with somebody and they're like, well, why do people do this? Why, why do people not understand this issue? And the answer is, if you're raised a particular way, that's all you know. Mm-hmm. If the if you're trusted friends and and so, you know, during the break, we we're talking about throwing a whole thing under the bus. Well, you just can't do that. You know, if you don't know what you don't know and if you were raised not knowing that then you can't be accountable for that. So that's You that's sound part like Rumsfeld now. <laughs> <laughs> that's part of my job is to inform people of what they don't know. And right. what they don't know is that, you know, is these little uh, uh, things in, in the political world where, you know, you, you've got a, a guy who is on the education committee and his wife's a teacher. Yeah. And so, you know, his wife is barking at him. Hey, you know, you can't. I didn't mean to say women bark. That was not my... Don't no. worry about it. <laughs> no, no. I'm just kidding. You can um, talk straight here uh, on my that. show. I knew that. But all I'm saying is that is that, you know, he, so he's trying to, you know, he's a married guy trying to make sure his wife doesn't lose her job. And, and this is the conundrum that a lot of these guys... In, and, and that's why we So he have shouldn't to be on the a, committee. Mm-hmm. Well, well, and that may very Conflict well be true. Conflict of interest. But, yes, but you can't, you can't, there's not enough people. Okay, the bench is so shallow. But so what we need to do, in my opinion, is we need to train more of our constituents, more of our of our voters 
on how the process works and give these guys some cover. Because like I said before, teachers are actually for this issue, unless they're part of the teacher union, which don't get me started there. (laughs) But, but, but they, but they understand it, but you know, they're afraid, you know, I mean, it's like if I don't, what, what do you, do you have a vocation outside of, I mean, do you, do you have a job? Do you have a job? I'm a small business owner. Yeah. But like what business? Architectural design. Okay, so architectural design. So if somebody came to you and and wanted you to say something negative about architecture, and I'm sure there are negative things. I mean, uh, first first profession that came to mind is lawyers. You know, it's really bad. There's Sorry. plenty yeah, of okay. them. Okay, so so but but lawyers, even though they know that there's some changes that need to be made in that particular field, right? They're, they're they're going to guard that, right, and, you right. know. That's so everybody's trying to guard their their own right. their purse, right? And so you know, we just have to we have to take the time, and that's what's missing, I think, from a lot of these discussions on any policy, Dave. I mean, we've talked about policies forever, right? All, all yeah, it sure spectrum. seems like it's been forever. <laughs> well, because well, I'm only 29, it's been the majority. I know, of my life. I know that. Um, but but we have to do a better job. We we don't do our due diligence. We get all fired up. We go want to hit people, mm-hmm. but we don't take the time to number one build relationships and number two to make sure that we're talking about the same thing. I mean, you, you know, words are powerful. I'm gonna hold you up. Okay, I got got to take a break. You know how this works. We got news coming up, and then we'll be back with our. Uh, Power panel today, Missy Abash is here, Heather Beach is here, and my good friend Lori Lee is here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, back with you. Don't forget about uh, David Lucas Financial. If you're, you know, concerned about uh, you know, the, the, the controlling of government spending, if soaring inflation, political unrest, rapid decline in the U.S. Do- uh, dollar has you concerned, then uh, you need to get a hold of David. Uh, a lot of people now are putting money in silver and gold to protect their nest eggs, and he'll tell you how to go about doing that. Don't let 1970s-style inflation destroy your retirement. I'm the only one sitting in this room right now that lived through ni- the 1970s, okay? <laughs> you know, old enough to remember and understand what they were doing. I'm close. You're close, <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, I'm just saying. A stagflation and all that. I'm just telling you, we're on our way there again. This president is, he, he, they keep saying it's Biden 2.0. I tell you, it's Carter 2.0 is really what it is. Uh, learn how silver and gold could help you protect your assets, like your IRA, your 401k, those hard-earned savings by calling 501-222-3315. And here's what's happening. David Lucas Financial uh, uses the only regulated and licensed national wholesaler in the country. So you get direct prices from a dealer of gold and silver that you can trust. To learn more about buying gold and silver, call 501-222-3315. That's 501-222-3315. Investment advisory services are offered through David Lucas Financial and Arkansas Registered Investment Advisor. All right, in the studio with me today is uh, Heather Beach. Also here is Missy Bosch. Good morning. Uh, uh, Heather has been with me since we started the uh, the female power panel. I felt that since females have done so much within the Republican Party over the last few years with Robin Lund and others that are out there working so hard that we needed to have a female power panel so you could hear their ideas. And today, 
I'm being you know joined by a woman who has been working at this issue these issues for years. Yeah, Lori Lee. Decades. Decades, that's better. All right. <laughs> decades. That doesn't make it sound like it's so long. Uh she's been doing it for decades. In fact, she appeared on my show one year after my show appeared here in Central Arkansas. So uh, it's always good to have Lori here. She is uh, with, of course, Trace Strategies. Uh, I have her on to talk about these issues because this is what she works at constantly. Constantly she works at it. And and here's something, and I, I got to talk about this for just a moment because I hear this too much locally in politics. I'm going to run for this office because I don't agree with this person's view on this particular subject. You know how much that goes against Reaganite stuff? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm an 80-20 guy. Lori knows this. I'm an 80-20 guy. I can be, I can be talking and spitting bullets with you mm-hmm. one moment and then hugging you the next. Right. Yep. I mean, there's, I only got, well, really one issue that I will not cut any slack on at all, and that's life. Yep. That's it. I'll uh, I'll listen to what you have to say about everything else. I won't listen to you when you try to That's my talk to me about sand. life. Life is life. I mean, it's right. That whole thing is in my body. No, it's not. Mm-mm. Not your nope. body. Sorry, it is not your body. Yep. Medically, they know that. I know you guys don't care about science that are on the left. I understand that. <laughs> don't care. You know, I'm I'm a flat earther. But you know everything, right. so right. what can I say? Yeah. But with, with all of that said, it bothers me, people who want to run for office because somebody didn't vote their way on one issue. And I understand you want to run, okay? If you want to run, run. But I will tell you this, you won't get my vote if I'm right. able to vote on it. Uh, if the person in that office is is holding to the principles of the Republican Party. Right. I have they have my unwavering support. Right. All right. That's just the way I am. And it's amazing me now that even the Trumpers, which I was one mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just look no behind way. me, I'm still a Trumper. Yeah. Anyway, here's the key. Uh the former president said get a shot. And you guys want to throw the baby out with the bathwater to the people who say, mm-hmm. get a shot. Yeah. I, I don't have any problem that people don't want to get a shot. I don't want them to get a shot if they don't want to get a shot. I think it would be better for them if they got the shot, just my personal belief. I've gotten all the shots. I had three shots now. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing what I think i got to do. And, uh, and there's some other issues that way that I can kind of work with legislators and stuff on. But uh, just throwing people out willy-nilly. Right. I don't get it. Yeah. It's, it's Lori's much, looking at me and smiling. Dave Ellswick has never changed. <laughs> it's much easier to work with people than replace people. I believe and that. So, you know, I, and that's Dance what, with who you got yeah. instead of yeah. right. finding because, a new partner and get in even worse and, problems. Well, yeah. that's right. Everybody's got their stuff, right? But but in a state like Arkansas where the bench, uh, bench is so shallow, um, and, and we've got some great guys and gals in the legislature. We really do. One of the things, and we talked about this right before the, the break, Dave, is we've got, to, we've got to come alongside, you know, and, right. and whether they're, if you're in a district where, you know, there's a Republican or a Democrat, you, you know, they're people. And so I, I think, and here's what I do know about it. We disagree maybe about 10% of the time. 
90% of the time, everybody's pretty much in lockstep. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are issues, you know, and the platforms are very clear on some, on some specific issues. And, and I think uh, back to what I said before, the breakdown is that we do not educate the people who are voting. Right. Okay. Right. They, they're not educated and, and not just educated in the traditional sense of education, reading, writing, arithmetic, but in the process and in the policy. And so, you know, I get people all the time that are like, oh, I'm against this bill. Well, why are you against the bill? Well, because, you know, Rachel Maydell said or Glenn Beck said or what. Well, did you read the bill? Mm-hmm. Did you did right. you do your due diligence? Remember when we first started all this, uh, Dave, and I was with the American Majority. And one of the big things was don't be spoon fed your information. Mm-hmm. Go go to the source. Go to the source and read it for yourself. And if you don't, if you can't get there, find somebody who can. And and me and the great thing about Arkansas politics is even up to Senator Bozeman and and Senator Cotton, you can meet all these people. Mm -hmm. You can have direct access. All of our legislators, even on a national level, are are so accessible. Right. Right. And so why aren't you talking to these people? Why why aren't you engaging? Why aren't you finding out who they are fundamentally and then having a conversation? I mean, when I get hate email, do you know how much of it I read? None. Right. right. I don't read that crap. You know what? I don't want it in my head. And so, you know, you got people that fire off these hateful emails Mm -hmm. or call people and tell them how bad they are, how stupid they are. Well, who's going to listen to that? You know? So the best way is to just call and sit down and have a conversation, a reasonable, like you said, Dave, one that's based in mutual respect. And if you disagree, you disagree. Right. Okay. And then you, and then you find a way to come closer to the table. But all of this, this vitriol that we have right now, it, it, man, it's just wearing the process out and it's not doing anybody any good. And it's teaching our kids, you know, to be mean and nasty and hateful and bully. And, and it's just bad juju. Right. You know, take the time. And, and, and it's a time thing. It's a time thing. And people don't want to take the time or the energy to get to know the issues or get to know the people. And <laughs> what it, I was going to say is, well, you know, it's weird, but our state and uh, local reps are easier to talk to than our school board. Yeah. Well, hundred percent. They yeah. shut that. They don't allow comment. Okay. They don't 100%. allow you to comment or do anything. Let me, yeah, let so me right. give you a rule that they have at uh, local politics and in, in camp. It's, it's if you want to go to the, if you want to go to the school board, right? Mm-hmm. You got to have 50 cent signatures. Yes, to speak. You have to, to be able to speak. Oh, and then they give you two Petition. minutes. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, but let me, let me to speak. Unless we petition that. them. So according to their rules, you can email them five days before and request either to speak or put something on the agenda. Mm-hmm. But it says instantly they don't have to approve it. Yeah. Set your own so, meeting. So parents can. Yeah. But that won't do anything because our board and our superintendent are the ones like us parents could storm the gates, which we've done before. Didn't change their minds one bit. And that's what I think the masking issue is so important is because these schools thought they had the authority to do this. And all these mama and papa bears are done. Yeah. Well, now they lost the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. That was it. So to that end, you you know, they, that's because they, they've got their bluff in that they're running the meeting. Guess whose meeting that is? It's ours. It's your meeting. Mm -hmm. And so, you know what you go at, somebody asked me all the, they asked me, well, how do you get a seat at the table? I, I just take it. I just, just go to the up. table and sit down. Yeah, right? I don't get. Asked. I do sit down, but and if I talk, I get arrested. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, you know yeah. what? That you don't have to talk in the meeting. Talk outside the meeting, right? And we play, do. play their we do. game by your rules. 
and and get but but the one thing that I will just constantly heart you got to be organized and you got to have an you got to have a point and you yep. got to figure out a solution and you got to have an end and you yep. do and mm-hmm. you got to have a game plan you just can't go in there griping and complaining and screaming at people you got to go in like very organized right. and very you have know strategy. have a strategy yeah. and and lay it all out and then share with people instead of telling people right and that works so much but i mean think of it i always think about this whole system dave like you know raising your kids you know you you don't you don't you don't well i mean some people probably yell at their kids <laughs> i've probably been known to do that a time or two <laughs> but uh, you're a former but, military i know right. you did <laughs> no i just give them that look um but but you but but these are people, and they have egos and families and things that they're working with. And so it's been my experience that the the more you want to work with people instead of demanding from people, the easier this all gets. Mm-hmm. I only demand from politicians. <laughs> well, because they work for that, they work they for work us. for us. They do. And, and that's exactly right. But yeah. but the sugar and vinegar thing is a true deal. And so that's true. So you know they all have their they all have their things, and, and I haven't met anybody. And, and, you know, I'll just say Joyce Elliott's name, but Joyce Elliott and I could not be further apart on almost every policy. But I'm friends with her. But I'm friends with Joyce Elliott. Yep, and so you know why? I. Because I respect Joyce Elliott because she can tell me, no, well, Laurie, I'm not doing that. And I know that. And you know what? So do you know how many times I call Joyce Elliott and ask her for a vote on school choice? Never. You no, know, you don't have to. You know she's yeah. not going to vote she's for it. She's not going to vote for it. Right. But, you know, there are people that, that, are, that are Republicans that I will call and they they won't call me back mm-hmm. or they won't talk to me or they'll say yes and then vote no right let's not go there <laughs> <Got me in trouble. laughs> we've all been there before that's right <laughs> so it's just it's just important to open those those doors of communication and if I could share anything with your audience Dave that would be it like take the time to build those relationships get to know people and understand the process yeah all mm-hmm. right gonna take a break come back finish up Man, we're almost out of time for you guys. That's ridiculous. All right. Hillcrest uh, Designer Jewelry. Don't forget about them. You want to get that uh, jewelry for Christmas. Uh, Eric is not waiting for a bunch of stuff to come off the boats right now. He's got what he needs, basically, to make jewelry. He's got, you know, gold, gold. He's got rose gold. He's got silver. He's got everything that you have that you would want to have in a ring or a necklace or a bracelet or even... Is an anklet still a thing? Do women still wear anklets? No, I'm looking. I'm looking over at that Lori, and she's no Dave. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway, uh, he can make whatever you want for you or for that significant other that you want that's unique. Instead of just buying out of the case, he's got plenty of stuff in the case. If you want something out of the case, he can do that for you. He'll talk to you and figure it out. You know what that person might like uh, if you're looking for colored gemstones or diamonds he's got plenty of them and uh, he's got plenty of natural stone as well call him make an appointment so you can go over and sit down with him 501 246 and uh, 3655 is the number 501 246 3655 at 3000 Cavanaugh Boulevard Suite E in Little Rock all right, now, before we get to the uh, the top of the hour, I want to make sure, first of all, Robert just sent me a, uh, a an email and said to remind you, and I am going to remind you on this because I didn't even know it was happening uh, today. And like I was just telling uh, Lori, 
if I don't know what's happening, then they've done a real good job at hiding it. Uh, please tell your audience in Little Rock they need to vote against the school millage tax today. Think about it. They're going to try to raise your taxes. You don't even know it. You don't even know it. They'll just turn out their voters and pass it. Just like in Cabot, we passed the, the, the bond issue for $60 million and only 1% of the voting public went to the polls. They really knew about it. Yeah, that's that's kind of stuff. Special elections, they're going down the next time we get the legislature together. So, Sturch, get used to it. You're going to lose it. Uh, also, <laughs> I'll call his name out all day long. Lauren. You're not going to bother me with that one. All right. And then uh, I wanted to talk uh, with Lori about the uh, different programs they've been working so hard on. Oh, thanks, Dave. So, um, so in the in the realm of school choice, and, and I do think that that's the issue that's at the crux of most yeah. things, um, because without an educated populace, you know, we're we're going to stay 49th, mm-hmm. 50th and everything. But um, And it's so, in the point that there's really, we can't keep saying, thank God for Mississippi. Right. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. Um, so there are several programs and I, and I, I hope people that are listening will do their, do their due diligence and their homework on, on finding out more about them. I'm going to give my cell phone number out, which I always do. Mm -hmm. And if you've got questions about it or you want more information, just feel free to give me a call. And my, my cell phone is 501-258-6353. And if you, you know, can't find me on social media, you're not really looking. Um, but, uh, Laurie Lee on Facebook and Twitter, (laughs) Um, also, there's an organization called the Reform Alliance, and the Reform Alliance is an organization that helps um, to advocate for a lot of the school choice programs, things like the Succeed Scholarship, which is actually a voucher program for special needs kids. And a lot of people don't realize that in the session in January, we uh, that was got expanded to uh, kids uh, with mili- that are military dependents. So um, there wasn't any funding attached to that. So, you know, we need to we need to really if you're if you're an active duty military person out there or a National Guardsman or an airman or something like that, please give me a call or, or email me or get in touch with Dave. He'll he'll know how to get a hold of me. Yep. But uh, we really need to um, start talking about how we get funding for these military kids to be able to use these programs. And what is the name of that one? That's called the Succeed Scholarship. OK. And the Succeed Scholarship, you get about seventy one hundred dollars annually that you can use to uh, uh, any of the uh, approved private schools in Arkansas, and um, uh, it's about $7,100, and, and you can use it for tuition and fees. Then in January, we also passed uh, the Tax Credit Scholarship, and this is a really exciting program because it, it will prove that the people of Arkansas uh, want to support kids to get educated regardless of what the model is. And so we talked earlier about, like, circles and squares. And so there, there's, in, I mean, in 2021, we've got so many different education options. We've got micro schools, which we help put together. We, we've got private schools. We've got public schools. We've got online schools. We've got all these things. And I just don't think people know. They don't have enough information about what's available out there. So go to the Reform Alliance dot org and they have a whole website on there uh about uh different options but the tax credit scholarship dave works like this it when you do your income taxes in april if you owe the state of arkansas let's say five hundred dollars you can either pay that to the state or you can take that money and you can say i want to give it to uh the tax credit scholarship program and so that will go and there's a unfortunately there's a two million dollar cap which means there's about 200 kids that'll be able to use it um, 
and and it, but it will grow just like the succeed scholarship but this will be the first year in january um is when you'll be able to do that so uh you can either give your your tax money to the state or you can give it to this program and help a kid that is in a lower income family uh go to a, a private school and by by the lower income it's 200 percent of the poverty level so for a family of four it's right around 52 or fifty three thousand dollars, which is you know a pretty good living in the state of arkansas median yep, incomes, you know about 40 so um so anyway if you want to know more about those programs feel free to give me a call or visit the reform alliance at uh, the reform alliance.org you can call them up they've got facebook they've got twitter they've got all kinds of things but there's some really good things happening in, edu- in education in the state what's of that lady's name from uh the reform alliance who it comes on all the time and i call her there she you used to come on. Um, now there's so, another la- So we another had, uh, there's a communications director, um, Deanne Thompson, and then there's also Emmy Cummings or Emmy Henley, who's the managing director. So, okay. um, but uh, yeah, yeah, they come on quite. A, we, we I try to get them on at least twice a year. Yeah, there's a lot of things going, on. and then of course January there'll be National School Choice Week, and and they've always got something going on. Still have um, my scarf hanging. I see that. I see that. <laughs> So, I, I, you know, as we talked in the break, information is powerful. Knowledge mm-hmm. is power. And, and I just feel like there are so many things that the, the voters of Arkansas don't know about um, and that they really need to get engaged. And, and that's that's, you know, the the people who set up this nation um, said, you know, we, we've got to stay educated. We've got to stay knowing what the procedures are and the policies mean and and be engaged with our elected officials. It's not enough just to elect somebody in November and then not talk to them again until you're mad at them, mm-hmm. right? Or until, you know, the next election. And like you said, just replacing somebody because they voted wrong, probably not a very good system. Right. Yeah, yeah unless it's something that's, a, you know, a, a bright line in the yeah. sand. Absolutely. All yeah. right, then, exactly. then you got to do what you got to do. Right. All right, so let me ask you, ma'am, where are we with, with Cabot? Can you give us a, a 30 seconds and tell me where we're at? Yep, so I sent a very detailed email last night, and I asked specifically, you know, we've already asked to speak and change the policies permanently with the school, so we don't have to keep asking for a special um, meeting with them, but with the books... We'll see what they say. If not, we might seek outside counsel because it is graphic pornography that whether I read the words or see it on media, we need to figure out some kind of of um, guideline for these kids because 11 year olds should not be reading this. kind. Do we have pictures of the books? Um, I have pictures of the books. Yes. Okay. Then I need to put them on my Facebook. Okay. All right. We'll do that. And then Heather, do you have a... uh, do you have a website yet? Not yet. Not, Not yet. yet. Okay. <laughs> if somebody wants to get a hold of you, how can they reach you? Uh, you can hit me on Facebook, Heather Beach on Facebook, or okay. I don't want to get my phone number out. All right. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Not yet, not yet. All those single guys, and some married guys, too, probably be hitting you up for a date. Thank you so much. Lori, thanks for coming in. Thank you. It's always a pleasure to have you on the air. I love being here. I learned a lot. We'll take a break. Absolutely. Uh, News coming up, and then Billy's going to be here. He's the only Bible guy that can make it today.
not Norman Greenbaum, but that, that's all right. Who is it, uh, Heidi? You got the name? It's DC Talk. I like that. That's nice. I like to like to take on a little little remix version of uh, Spirit in the Sky. That was one of the all-time selling uh, contemporary Christian songs. I mean, that, that that song came out in the 70s, early, early 70s, and it was huge during the Jesus movement. For you who are about my age, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. There was a movement among the youth of America at one time, and it was a good thing it was happening. And then, uh, like it happens a lot of times, it just kind of petered out it's the way it happens. And then Jim Jones came along, and David... Uh, what was what was David David Moses and all the rest of them, the cultists, they came along and preached a false gospel. Well, uh, there's really nothing new about that in the world. No, and, it's uh, been Apollo started it, buddy, and and unfortunately it's not over. <laughs> oh, I so. guess Satan really started it. Yeah, in well, the garden. There you go. Um, that was, was a false gospel. Satan Satan has never really changed. His primary question is, did God really say? Yeah. And that's the problem we have today, right? It's, did God really say that there are two sexes? Did God really say one man, one woman? Did God really say, did God really say, did God really say? Or are you the God and it's what you say? Mm-hmm. There you go. Now you get down to the, you are your where the rubber God. hits mm-hmm. the road. I watched a movie the other night again. It's not. It's for adults. It's not for young people. And it's called The Devil's Advocate with uh, Keanu Reeves and Charlize Theron. I don't know that I've ever seen it. Uh, Um, Well, there's stuff in it that uh, is adult. There is nudity in it. There is bad language in it. But get the underlying message of how Satan works. Yeah. Because that's what that movie is all about. It really has a... With a a name like Devil's Advocate, I would expect. It's got a a spiritual meaning to it. And... uh, uh, I was sitting there watching it, and my wife and I were talking about it. As we, see, I, I have this viewpoint, like, for instance, about Paul. Right. Paul was well-versed in everything that the other people wrote. He spent time mm-hmm. reading. What, I mean, look, it, they did... <laughs> They, they didn't have, uh, you know, bookstores, so to speak, right. you know, scroll right. stores right. or whatever. But... He was reading what they what they were saying. Yeah, well, and, and, and that's when you know when he when when he was up there on you know dealing with the unknown god. Yep, at Mars yep. Hill and all of that. You say, you say, you say. You know, he knew what they believed. Yep, absolutely. absolutely. And I think we need to we need to know about uh, how that. And I, I and I do wish that you know Christians would get more involved in the arts. Yep. Uh, of of all the. Um, can I can I make that statement of all the biblical characters, and I use the word characters um, kind of carefully there, but of, of all the men and women of the Bible, minus Messiah himself, Paul was probably the most educated of the bunch. Now I have to be a little bit cautious there because Luke was a physician, so uh, in that particular respect, Luke is probably uh, more educated than Paul. But Paul, when it comes to spiritual things, you don't run into anybody. Who, who knew more than he did and was wider read than he was. What did he um, say? He was a Sadducee of the Sadducees or whatever? Right, right. Uh, or Pharisee. Pharisee, Pharisee. Pharisees. Um, 
Which is why even Peter has to make the statement, hey, look, sometimes Paul's hard to understand. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Peter makes that statement. He goes, look, even we who are who are that first generation of apostles uh, who are spirit-filled, who, who learned at the feet of the master himself, have to sometimes scratch our head and try to figure out what Paul is saying. And, and, and that is how some 2,000 years later we can, we can have this idea that Paul is in opposition to Jesus. Because that's what the church teaches. Now, I they know don't, they, they do. don't say that, but what they teach is, well, according to Paul. Yeah, Paul said Paul said that. But furthermore, if Paul ever finds himself, he was inspired to say it, right? But if Paul ever finds himself in opposition to what the Messiah says, then I'll reject what what Paul has to say. Period. Plain and simple. Paul said you should reject it. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, Paul himself said, "If I ever come teaching a different gospel, throw it out. Yeah, don't listen to it." Um, and it's one of those it's one of those things that the church has embraced because it forgets who Jesus actually is. Yeah. I'm sorry, but if anything contradicts the words of the master, toss them in the trash. Because he is the master. He wasn't somebody else in scripture. He was the he was the scripture in flesh. So what where, he says so where do you find that authoritative? Find it in the Bible. Yeah, go figure. And, that, go and figure. That, that's just in the New Testament. That's in the Old Testament Absolutely. as well. He was there during the Old Testament, remember? I mean, John got into that at the very beginning of John. Absolutely. In the beginning was the Word. That's and the Word right. was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were created. Mm-hmm. Without him, nothing was created that has been created. Guess what? You know, we, we talk often, often church um, has taught that God the Father was the creative uh, force, uh, God the Son was the redemptive force, and God the Holy Spirit is the dwelling force. Um, that's not what Scripture says. Well, you know what? Scripture I, says... I don't understand the Trinity completely. No, no. I, and I don't... And I don't worry about it. Right. Um, Dr. Michael Brown has one of my favorite statements when it comes to the Godhead. And what he says is God is complex in his unity. I, 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 and it's, it's something I wrestle with. I grew up as a, as a Trinitarian Pentecostal, and as an adult, I became a oneness Pentecostal. And it, today, I find myself in a, my, my mind is never going to understand Pentecostal. That's, That's I because I say God is. God is right. infinite. Right. All right. We are finite. You cannot understand an infinite God. You just you're not going to be you're going to have questions that's where faith comes right. in yeshua himself could appear beside me and go look i'm going to explain the god to head to you and when <laughs> and when he was done yeah. my brain still would not comprehend it well your head might have blown up right he is he is an infinite <laughs> god um his infinite nature is never going to fit inside my finite brain just not going to happen so yeah so anyway it's a- good morning dave i'm we got right into it, didn't we? We did. Both feet first, <laughs> right into the deep water. We jumped right into the deep end of the pool, 15-foot, 18-foot. You know, we got into it. But it, those are not, to be honest, I don't think those are the questions that really perplex man. You know what perplexes man? What's that? Dude? That he can't be God. Yes. And it is it is man's desire and has been man's desire right from the very beginning, right? Uh it will. You will not surely die. What will happen is your eyes will be opened and you will be like God. Yeah, for all of you say, well, Eve took the first bite. What did God say? But through man yep. came sin. Yep. Um, you know, and it's it's not like, 
Scripture can sometimes make it look like God doesn't know what's going on at any given time. You know, and that's kind Adam, of, where are you? That's God how, knows that's exactly. how Satan is and the right? devil's uh, advocate because they they portray Satan as this really good lawyer, you know, ah, okay. and they. He's always twisting. Yep, 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 yep. Always twisting. It's but what we have to understand is that God was not fooled about what was going on. Nope. He was aware in in the moment of temptation. He was aware of what was going on at that moment. And when he steps into the garden and goes, all right, where y'all at? Let's deal with this. It was not at the moment that Eve took the bite. It was at the moment that Adam took the bite. Mm-hmm. And he went, okay. You know, I, I, I spoke face-to-face with Adam, and now i got to go down there and deal with that. So, um, I don't know. if, And the most irritating thing about that is is in the storybooks when we're, when we're kids growing up in Sunday school, it's the snake comes and fools Eve, and then Eve takes the, the fruit and then goes and finds Adam. And that's, that's not what happened there. If you go read it, it says, and Adam was with her, which yeah. means Adam stood by While the and snake talked to her. Right, stood by and watched while Eve succumbed to temptation rather than dealing with it. It is the first failure of masculinity right there. It, you know, it is it is the man's job. Sorry for all of you who don't believe in men and women having roles, but there, it is the man's <laughs> job to protect that which he has been entrusted with. We We are very naturally protectors. God created us that way. And the fact that he stood there and just allowed, uh, you know, how much nicer would the world be if Adam had just taken his um, farming implement, whatever that might have been, and just reached over and whacked the head off that snake in that particular moment? It's like, no, we're not, we're not dealing with that. We're not going to listen to that at all. Yeah, um, he would have just had to choke him because right at the time he didn't need any implements right. because the, the garden well, basically took care of itself. And at that point, um, he had authority over the entire earth so he probably mm-hmm. could have just said be gone yeah and and would have happened right i mean he is he is master of all of that wildlife at that moment too so if he just looked at the snake and told him to get lost the snake would have had to have gotten lost it would have been really nice if that had been the way that had played out but it's not so all right we got 17 minutes after seven we're going to take a break we come back and let's talk about how the church has shirked its responsibility all right I'm going to talk about that today. PI Roofing wants you to know they don't shirk their responsibility if you give them a call. They'll come out and fix your roof for you. And they'll fix it in such a way that you won't have to worry about water getting in your house again. Uh, they'll t- they'll find the smallest leak or they can find the biggest leak. Look, it's not hard find a leak when a big tree branch goes through your roof. Uh, but it could be a lot more difficult when it's some tar against some flashing that has pulled back or cracked over time and the water is getting through that crack and it doesn't take a lot to do a lot of damage doesn't take a lot of water it gets in there and it uh, it causes problems it can cause problems like black mold all those type of things so have pi roofing come out and look at your house as a roof uh, you should do that at least uh, every year. Have them come out, walk it, take a look at it. They did last time they were out at my house. They took pictures. They showed them to me, and I knew that I was going to have to replace my roof within the next two years. So uh, we are, you know, I'm holding off on it right now. You know, to be honest, I'm hoping for a hailstorm, just so you know. But the bottom line is 
Um, you know, I know I'm going to have to do it because uh, I want to protect what I've got inside my house. Uh, call PI Roofing and set a time up. They can come out and uh, look for the uh, leaks in your roof, all right, and let them be the roof uh, detective, the leak detective that they are. Uh, 707-3551 or piroofing.com. All right, I'm going to bring up some topics. Uh, and, and, of course, you know Billy. He's been on my show now over what, a couple of years now. Yeah, yeah, at least a couple. Yeah, being on maybe three or four, to be honest. Uh, I, it, a lot of water today. goes yeah. under the bridge real quickly. Uh, but I, I talk about what I want to talk about today about twice a year. And uh, Scott's not here today. He's out, and Steve had to work today, so he's out. So Billy is here on his own and uh, and dealing with the the issues. I'm going to read I'm going to read three four words. Abortion. Yes sir. Schools. Yes sir. Marriage. Okay. And economics. All four of those words have a a um, secular meaning. And a spiritual meaning. Absolutely. And the church, I won't say that they never speak about it, but I do not believe that they speak with with uh, forcefulness about those those issues. And then we wonder why there's water in the ark of the church. Right, right. I mean, look, the ark was built to keep the water out not to let the water in right and the church is letting the water in yep i mean there's some denominations now that uh, you might as well paint ichabod over yep. top of their names well, they've gone and, from being a boat to being a bowl right? yeah it's like yeah just pour some more water in here yeah no, we, we don't look just like everybody else and let everybody well, tread all right that's what's going on with their membership so let's start with abortion why is the church it seems to me so uh, for the most part not this is not an indictment of everybody right but i'm just saying for the most part afraid to call it what it is uh i I think by and large um for those that we have to understand that unfortunately the church today does not look much different than the world Uh, that that's just the blatant truth of it the the world instead of Instead of the church changing the world, the world, the, the church has allowed itself to be changed by the world. So we end up with, with churches that hold the same uh, opinions as the rest of the world, that you know, abortion is just a choice, um, that God doesn't really have a say in what we do. When, when you can elect as your um, senior chaplain a man or a woman who is a devout atheist— then the truth is no longer in that church. The truth is no longer in that denomination. And the moment you you begin to compromise on truth in any way, form, or fashion, then you start down a road that leads you to do anything it is that your heart desires. The moment you start compromising, then you open yourself to be completely compromised. And that is, unfortunately... um, by and large, where we find ourselves today, and that, that came out of an effort to try to remain relevant 
um, that came out of an effort where man decided God didn't know what he was doing and that if they just stuck to the word of God, that they would become irrelevant, that their their church memberships. You have heard me say on, on several occasions that short of God himself showing up in the middle of the night and standing at the end of my bed and going, you go do this, that I will never be, quote, a professional preacher, end quote, that I, it'll never be where my source of income comes from. Now, I do not uh, resent or uh, become angry with men who do. After all, I set immediately to the right of someone that is his job. That's right. right. My, uh, he is my senior pastor these days. So I don't resent men who do that. But for me personally, short of God himself having a, a, a direct intervention in my life, it's something I will never do. And the reason is that I'm not sure that I, in that position, could continue to be um, as honest as I would like to be if I understood that my livelihood and the livelihood of my family was tied to what my mouth had to say, right? Uh, I tend to be pretty blunt. <laughs> Go mm-hmm. figure. Uh, I also tend to be pretty unabashed about what I've got to say. Um, and I don't know that I could have that freedom if my income and livelihood were tied to the things that I were saying. And the problem is that at some point in our life, and and by our life, I'm talking about the life of the church, is that men got scared that they would become unpopular enough that their livelihood would be threatened. I think it was L. Ron Hubbard that said the fastest way to get rich in America is to start a religion. Um, and the problem is that is not a false statement. No, the, it's the, true. The problem I mean, is L. Ron Hubbard proved it with right, Scientology. Right, right. And, and this is a man who flat out said, hey, I'm going to prove it. I'm going to start a fake religion. Mm-hmm. Uh, the man who started that thing stated that it was a fake religion, and yet today there are millions of people who are throwing billions of dollars at that thing trying to get something out of it. It's like, uh, I'm sorry, but right from the very beginning, it was just a hoax. Yeah, holding the electrodes. Right. So, um, Trying to reach purity. So as a result of man compromising himself, um, when you were in it, and this is one of those the reasons that I'm, I'm so rough on church leadership. I, I will I will call a fellow pastor out in a heartbeat if I see them um, acting out in ways that they should not. Um, well, because got, the moment they, they answer, they answer to a, a much higher calling. Absolutely, but the moment you compromise a a pastor, a church becomes compromised as well. The moment you, particularly if you're talking about a senior pastor uh, or the sole pastor of a, of, some, of a smaller church, and I think that is by and large what has happened in America, and, and that happened, that's not new in our generation. That's been going on for the last hundred years or so, and what has happened is you now have a full generation of people in the church who grew up with compromised teaching, and as a result of having compromised teaching, they now genuinely, honestly believe that they are allowed to believe whatever it is they want that God will bend his will to their desires rather than what it's supposed to be is that we bend our desires to his will. Right. And when that happens, when you decide that you're the God of your life, you can believe anything. And when a church is teaching you that you're the, the God of your own life and God will forgive you no matter what you're doing. Now, I'm not saying that that's not true. God will forgive you. But the fact that you need forgiveness means that you are messing up. You can't just decide to wallow in sin the rest of your life I, well god will forgive me for anything i do so i'm going to do whatever it is i want to do yeah, i'm paul, sorry that is paul an unrepentant dealt with heart. that didn't he in romans right. absolutely that is an unrepentant heart and i'm afraid that you'll hear 
the scariest words in the in the Word of God. Who are you? Which is I <laughs> never knew. You, That's correct. I never knew you depart from me. Um, these are not where I want to hear. Well done, my good and faithful son. But not it, depart from me. Depart from me, you worker of iniquity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and these are understand that you go. Oh well, that's that's bad guys. That that's sinners. No, no, no. Go read the context there. All right. Let's get to Bill O'Reilly, and then we'll be back with Billy here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Hey, Dustin Turner wants you to call him. Let me give you his number. You're trying to sell your home. Need to get a hold of him. Uh, his number is 501-952-2969. Now, contact the only agent that I trust if I needed to sell my home, and I'm working towards that. It's just that I'm a little slow on uh, getting some of the issues with my house fixed. Costs money. Don't have the money right now to do some of it. Other of it, I do have the money and have already done it. But key is to trust an expert. That's the key here. And Dustin Turner, look, I've had him at my house. I've sat across from him at my uh, dining room table. We went over everything. I like his way of doing things. He understands that the the um, you know housing market is different than it was five years ago, uh, ten years ago for sure. And there's not all these open houses. You don't just you don't see all the signs up that used to be up that said open house today. You know you just don't see that. People go to the internet and look. And Dustin Turner knows all the people that you need to know to get your pictures of your house in front of everybody so they can fall in love with your house on the internet. Now, how do you get those pictures? Dustin Turner has photographers that come out and take those pictures for you. And he puts them up on these uh, these websites. And then they, you get people, they come out, they look at your house, and that's how the offers start coming in. And Dustin Turner does it right and gets it done for you. Go online to hometeamsoldit.com. That's hometeamsoldit.com. And I basically will tell you, you can start packing the move. That's Dustin Turner. All right, as we continue here. I've got uh, Billy here, and we were, we were having an interesting discussion. And I guess people think I'm kind of weird at times. Is I hang out with I I hang out with a lot of Jesus followers, okay? Because mm-hmm. that's the people that I want to hang out with. I don't want to hang out with people that that they think that man has all the answers to everything because. Man doesn't. If right. man did, we'd be living in a utopia right now, and he doesn't. And, and the reason that uh, it hasn't worked out is because man's not God. I know that a lot of people you would argue that point with me. Yep. Yeah. But absolutely. Uh, he, you know, we're just not God. We we are so fallible; it's ridiculous. And uh, and a lot of us forget that. If, it, if anything, you know, I, I listen to people, their car breaks down, and they can't believe their car broke down. Look, it was made by fallible men. <laughs> right, right. It's going to break down sooner or later. It's not going to just keep on running. It's going to break down. Everything is that way. Yep. When you look out on the world as it is right now, that is not the way the world is supposed to be. Right. And uh, and Jesus tells us that, and God tells us that. 
Now, how does Jesus and God, how can they be two and be one and the Holy Spirit is three and they're all, I don't know. Yep. I don't have that answer for you. I'm sorry. I can tell you God exists because I've heard from him. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I can tell you that kind of stuff. I can give you testimonies and what has happened in my life and what could happen in your own life. But uh, I don't have all the answers. Yep. You know, I know. I think that's why people are afraid of dying because you've been hanging out on this earth the whole time. And, you know, the Bible says it's going to be the greatest place you've ever been, you know, but what does that mean? Right, right. And, and here's the good news. Um, we're not done with this place. But when we dwell here after we pass through that door, uh, it'll be a far better place than it is now. Um Messiah is going to reign for a thousand years, and then we're getting a new heaven and a new earth. Um, I'm 100% convinced that that will be cleaned up from all the pollution we have created. Yes. And all the damage that we've done to this planet will be wiped away so that... Uh, it'll be a perfect world it, it'll, again. It'll be the Garden of Eden from pole to pole. Um, and, and I am looking forward to that day. I'm looking forward to the day... I'm looking forward to the day that Messiah splits that eastern sky. Now, that'll be cool. There, you have to <laughs> no uh, matter yeah, which side no, of it no you're matter, on right uh, and um and we we always think of that as being this wonderful moment um scripture actually describes that as the great and terrible day of the lord mm. because here's here's the reality of the situation it will be the greatest moment of your life and also the most fearful day of your life because you're going to take your unholy flesh and come face to face with a 100% holy God. And in that moment, you're going to have some problems. There's a reason that there's a moment of silence. There's a reason that you'll fall on your face. Uh, you're mm-hmm. going to realize just how unworthy you were, how unworthy you are in that moment. And then he's going to look at you, and things are going to get better immediately after that. And then we're going to fly over to the Middle East and kick some hiney. And then he's going to set up his kingdom, and we're going to be a part of that. And it's going to be a wonderful. It's going to be a wonderful thing. It really is. Um, I'm looking forward. I, I, I often say only about half jokingly that I'm hoping I get to spend at least a couple hundred years just planting trees and playing in the woods. Um, I don't know what all jobs he will have for us, but we do know that he's got a job for us when he comes. So he, he is setting up a kingdom, um, and, and kingdoms require work. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I can't wait to see what comes next. Uh, I'm not rushing towards that, that door that takes us from one world to the next, but uh, we're all, inevitably, as, as the clock ticks, we are all moving towards that door. So, uh, Let me remind you what Jim Morrison says. Nobody gets out of here alive. Nobody gets out of here alive. There's it's a price the way to it pay, works. unfortunately. Uh, to every man it is appointed to die once. You know, um, I, he never, I don't think, you know, as hedonistic as Morrison was, yep. I think he understood. He saw it as a great mystery. Yeah. And uh, he was grappling with stuff. That's what he was doing. He was grappling just like you are and I am and whatever. Now, do I believe that when you pass, that you pass through the veil, the veil being between life and eternal life yeah i do yeah and i'll tell you what i'm gonna let me just share real quickly a testimony my grandfather died of cancer when i was 10 years old uh my mother told me the 
day that he died, he woke them up in the middle of the night, and they told him to go back to sleep. And he says, don't you want to be with me the last day that I'm here? Right. And uh, so they got up. They sat uh, around the bed with him. It was my, my grandmother and my mother. And they just laughed and had a good time talking about, you know, uh, my Aunt Libby and a lot of other people. And then my grandfather sat up in bed and said, there's Jesus He's come to take me home and fell back on fell back on his his pillows dead. Amen. I think that's pretty clear. Amen. That wasn't just made up. That's what happened. Yep. Now you can try to say, well, the endorphin level of his brain was blah 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 or whatever. I tend to take it for what it was. Yep. 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 You know, and uh, he went to be with the Lord. I uh, hope Jesus shows up at the end of my bed. Absolutely, that would be so cool. Absolutely, um, and and honestly, regardless of what my physical condition is at that point, if the Messiah shows up at the foot of my bed, I suspect I'm going to immediately want to lay this flesh aside anyway. Yeah, regard he shows up tonight, and and I suspect that y'all will be attending a funeral for me. I mean, I I just can't imagine having a face to face interaction like that where he's given me an option to either stay where I'm at or go with him, because guess what? If he gives me an option to either stay or go, I'm gone, period. Yeah. Um, you know, are there? Do, do I hate the life that I have? Absolutely not. I love the life that I've got. Mm-hmm. But I also know that this is a pale shadow of the things to come. Um, what What is, is slated for me immediately after stepping through that door? Isn't that what Paul said? Yeah, it's go figure. Pale, pale shadow. You know, sometimes I do do my best to reference works that are far smarter than i am uh, he so, was he, um, he he knew he, he tells did. us he did and, and i know that um i know that there are people out there grieving uh, I, I know my family is is grieving today as well uh we are it's the one year anniversary of my mother-in-law having passed so i know today is a rough day for her and her sisters and her brother um and it is okay there's there's a statement i heard a statement just the last couple of days that said uh, there is no cure for no grief cannot be cured. It can only be shared. Mm-hmm. And, and that is that is the human experience, right? Those of us who are left behind have this need to grieve, not because we worry necessarily about where our loved ones are, but because we did not get to go with them because we are here without them. We're stuck. We're stuck until <laughs> such a time as the Lord allows us to receive our reward. Yeah. Um, you know, I. I I am the type, um, and, and my wife has railed at me on occasion. I, I I told Dave while we were off air earlier that we went through a 22-month period where we buried 19 friends and family, um, and that is a, if if you are not built to handle grief, that's the sort of thing that can mess you up. Yeah, um, you're right. And, and even, even me, who tends to be pretty immune to grief, um, I, I struggled through that period of time, um, but here is... The reason I'm not still laying in a bed crying somewhere, um, I know where they're at. Yeah. I yeah. know who held their future. I'm with you. I, I've I've ministered to or ministered for or uh, prayed with, uh, uh, knelt at the bedsides with. I, I've, I've been with these people. Um, I'm not worried about. But, and honestly, I don't have to worry one way or the other. And that's going to sound cruel. One way or the other, I don't have to worry about them anymore. The, the, whatever decisions are going to be made for them have been made. Um, 
let the dead bury the dead and let me focus on the living. Now, that really sounds harsh on a day like today, but um, it is important that we focus on, and that's why it's so important that we do what we do, because there does come a day when your opportunity to make a decision is over. If you're sitting out there and you have not yet made that decision, you're still on the fence about, well, do I believe, well, should I commit my life? The answer is yes, because there is a day coming when your opportunity to make a decision will be taken away from you. Uh, Does that sound cruel? No. God has spent your entire life and everything that he was to give you the opportunity to make that decision. If you haven't done it, get it done. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to be clearer than that. Yeah, you can't be any more clearer than that. It's the most important decision that you'll make. All right, final break, and then we'll be back to finish it up with Billy uh, here on the Dave Ellsworth Show. Billy Miller is in. Uh, Scott is out. Steve is out. Hopefully, they will all be back in uh, next week. Easton uh, Towing reminds you that they're ready to help you whenever you need their help because whatever the situation, Easton Towing can handle it and has all the answers. They are with the Arkansas Tow and Recovery Board. They're licensed and uh, insured uh, in their tow operations, and all their trucks are permitted. They know what to do if you've got your car on the side of the road and you're pulling your trailer. They know how to get you and the trailer out or you and the camper or the boat or whatever it might be there. That all happens with East End Towing. What you have to do is call them. So uh, put this number in your phone, 501-888-8849, 501-888-8849. Just don't leave it up to looking up uh, Google and say, tow company is close to me. Uh, no, uh, use East End Towing, 501-888-8849. All right, let's finish it up for a Tuesday. Tomorrow, uh, Ken Yang will be in with me in the first hour, and then we'll hear from uh, Congressman Hill. He'll be uh, joined with uh, Congressman Banks from Indiana, and we'll get to talk to him. He's the head of the Republican Study Committee. Should be a very interesting discussion. And then uh, Bruce Westerman, Congressman Westerman from uh, District 4. Uh, will join us as well, and we'll talk to him about, well, tomorrow, since uh, the the, uh, Virginia election will be over, we can either talk about does it bode well or not so well for us. You know, I think it's going to bode well, to be honest. I think uh, McAuliffe is going to lose, but we'll have to see. That's why we vote. If if there is a free and fair election. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that's all I'll say about that. Yeah. How's that? We won't get into any more of that. But, you know, I agree with you. As long as somebody's not manipulating the levers. Yeah. That the wizard. Pay no attention to that man behind this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and about unfortunately, it. I think the California recall election vote um, does not bode well for what is to come in the coming days and months, well, uh, next couple of years. Especially in overridingly blue states. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, because they haven't done a whole lot on election integrity. Yeah. Well, and in, in a recall election, when you can have um, people in a voting district, when you have more people vote than actually live in the voting district. Um, and nobody calls foul. Yeah. Um, I, I'm concerned. I'm concerned for the integrity of this country, um, our electoral process. I really am. Um, I, I know that we are primarily on here to talk about religion rather than politics but um I, I think the two are intimately uh if if my religion doesn't drive my, and he, we were talking earlier about what's wrong um for me religion drives politics but for many people politics drives their religion mm-hmm. um and the moment that happens you have to understand that when it comes to what people fundamentally fundamentally believe they will do anything to uphold what it is they fundamentally believe. And when, when their fundamental belief system is in a political party or a political mindset or a political point of view, then they were, are willing to compromise anything else, including We talked about religion. that. We all, uh, I think that when we were all here, Scott and Steve and myself and you, uh, we all probably voted for Trump. But I will tell you this. I knew that for the the country to get back on the tracks that it needed to be mm-hmm. on, it wasn't Trump where it was going to happen. It was with God and it was going to happen, I believe, through each individual and then through the church. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I was not surprised that Trump got beat. Um, and, and I think it is, I, I'm going to make a bunch of people mad right here. I think it was probably God-ordained. And here's the reason I say that Um, a lot of people did their best to elevate Trump to the status of some God a Um, demigod. Yeah. Better to say demigod. And beyond that, um, there comes a point where you have an infection that is severe enough that something radical has to be done. And if you look around the world, the United States is an infection. Um, We, we, export 96% of the world's pornography. We uh, embrace, Abortion, if in you its most horrid form. Right. If you don't think the United States has become evil, then you're not really looking around. Are there pockets? Are there bright pockets of light in this country? Absolutely. But as a country, we have become pretty evil. And God cannot continue to bless that. At some point, that that infection has to be lanced open and drained out. Um, you know, Trump talked about draining the swamp. And... While I 100% agree that, that the swamp needs to be drained, um, I don't think that's just Democrats. I think there are a whole bunch of Republicans that have got to go, too. Matter of fact, um, the political system we have, while it is the best political system in the world, is fundamentally flawed um, because you've got people involved. That's right. Sorry. It, any, any, and that's... It is the... Fallen people at right, that. Right. Um I have I have often said that I believe the United States has to fail, and the reason it has to fail is that God has given us every opportunity to try every religion or a political system we wanted to try, from from kings to dictators to to uh, democracies and even our democratic republic here, and every one of those has a man or group of men, and by, I'm using the the universal man there, not men specifically, at the top of it. And as a result, it is corrupt from the top down. And God needs to prove to us that we are 
incapable of self-governance. So that when he comes back and sets up his throne, you can't go to him and go, well, if you had just given us the opportunity to do blah, 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 we would have gotten this figured out. The answer is no. He's let us try it all. We've had the opportunity to try every form of government known to man, and in every case, man corrupts it to the point that it becomes evil. Period. Plain and simple. Uh, I don't see, I do not see a way for the United States as it exists today to dig itself out of where it is. Unless it turns its back on its evil way. Right. And, and I'm not seeing that happen. I'm seeing us look yeah. run head first into even more evil. In a, in a race car. We're, yeah. we're doing our best to become as corrupt and immoral as possible as a country. Um, All right. Billy, we're out of time. Hey, it's always a pleasure a here, brother. <laughs> how's that always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Jesus is still sitting here. on the throne. Yes, he is. There you go. He's in control. Absolutely. All right. Tomorrow, Ken Yang in the first uh, hour. Congressman Hill and Congressman Banks of Indiana in the second. And then Congressman Westerman in the last half hour of the show. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. What about now? What about today? What if you're making me all that I was meant to be? What if I love and never went away? What if it's lost behind? Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.